do not adjust your settings. Take your hands off the keys. Your search is over. These are the geeks you're looking for. You found... Geek Watch 1. Hey, Geeksters, I'm Kylan. And I'm Ken. And the next time you hear this, it's gonna be May. <laughs> yeah? This is another one. I can see from his face before he said that 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 was something he was he's been planning to do that all morning. Like he was planning on this. He woke up this morning. That jumped in his head, and he's like, "I'm going to do this." Oh god! Yeah. Oh. Yep. Oh, good now. Well, welcome to Geek Watch One, Geesters. Let's say, Colin, were you chasing after Bunny Foo Foo? I was not. No. (laughs) So I didn't catch a reference on that. You'll have to tell me later on, but. I'm assuming it was a song, maybe? Yeah, you've never heard of NSYNC? I didn't listen to him. <laughs> oh, please, you've heard the song that says it's gonna be me. But he sounds, like a, he sounds like he's saying May. Oh, okay, I'd, I'd have to listen to it again. I may have heard it, but it didn't stick in my head. That's Remember, right. I, was, that, I was always a rock and roll kid. <laughs> that, that's right, listeners, Ken is 85 years old. That's right. Well, also, I was a rock and roll and metal guy. So I was when uh, boy bands were hot, I was listening to the rock and alternative stations. <laughs> I was yeah, I grew, rock up, and alternative. I grew up listening to alternative, and yet I know what's popular. <laughs> I, I stopped <laughs> listening no to boy bands towards the end of um, New Kids on the Block. <laughs> that, that, that's no excuse. No, oh my God. no. <laughs> I, I got dead. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. We actually have a guy. Um, I you have it. This song is almost 20 years old. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't listen to pop. <laughs> um. But no, we have Sorry. a guy at wrestling who actually does a boy band gimmick and he comes out to like um hanging tough and stuff like that for his entrance music. Uh. <laughs> the funny thing is that and it's kind of sad too, but he, he hails from I think somewhere in Cambodia or something is where he's supposedly from. Okay. <laughs> but obviously he's a heel gimmick also, so. So it's funny when he tries to play face. Yeah, last night they it was a show he doesn't normally do, so he was being the good guy, and he said half the time he's out there, he's about to say something out of the crowd, and he had to stop. He's like, wait a minute, I'm the good guy. <laughs> I can't insult him, I can't. <laughs> it was weird for him. Play against type. So, how you guys doing? We're good. We're good. <laughs> it's been a couple weeks. It's going to be a couple more weeks, because we got uh, we got to have to take two weeks off after this. I That's am right. Busy. I mean, we, we, had, we had a little... A little Easter break, and now now we're getting a uh, vending break. That's right. <laughs> yes. Well, we're not going to be here, but Vicky and I will be definitely doing some geeky stuff. So anybody that's going to um, the Ohio Bigfoot Conference this weekend, Vicky oh, and I will be out there. Which is the 30th. Uh, which is, yeah, the 30th. And then the next weekend, we will be out in Trumbull County, Ohio, at the Trumbull County F- Fantasy Festival, which sounds like it's basically a Renaissance festival with a fantasy twist instead of the medieval side. It's your wing right. right. And... and- and if you've ever been to Odd Mall, you'll probably recognize like half of the vendors there. Yeah, right. I saw Steve's <laughs> going to be out there and a bunch of other guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a few people I, I know that from Odd Mall that are going to be there. So we've never been out there before. So Vicky found it and said, "Hey, let's try this." And they're going to we're allowed to camp there, so we can, it's going to be a fun weekend. We're going to go out Thursday night, set up. The show is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So there you go. It's a full-on fantasy hippie fest. That's right. Yep. Ken's going to be running around love. in his kilt. We're going to throw some wings on Cassie. <laughs> to be a little fairy puppy. <laughs> yeah, because we've been dealing with drunk puppy for the past few days. 
Yeah. You guys see that? Cassie actually had to have surgery this week. Oh, yeah, okay. I saw. So she's doing fine now. I mean, the next day she was like normal. The only thing is, she still doesn't like to take her medicine. Of course, <laughs> dogs never do. Mm-mm. I love when the do- when the vet tells you, "Oh, this tastes like this," and they, they have no problem taking it. I have never seen a dog that would take any meds you gave them. No, no, that, no. even even stuff you get them that is like you know the the chewies that'll that'll give them the arthritis care or what they never like it. No, no, no it doesn't no, matter. No. Like it tastes like banana, or it tastes like beef, or it tastes like no. <laughs> Have you tasted it? Does it taste I, like that to you? Was, that's what I was thinking of. Like, how do you know how mm-hmm. it tastes? Well, she had a tooth extracted, so she has to have soft food for the next two, for the next week or so uh, now. Nice. And so, um, Vicky made her. We had gone out to uh, the meat market and got the raw dog food, which is basically the parts of the beef that they don't give us. Well, it's the liver yeah. and the heart yeah. and that stuff. Yeah, all the organs and stuff. And then she got... All the stuff they like anyway. Yeah. And the scraps off of um, chicken. And she yep. she cooked that up together with some rice and some um, one of the frozen bags of veggies and uh, put yeah. some spices and stuff in it. She said the weirdest thing was she's making this and it's weird not tasting it to see what how, what levels of spices was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like going off with smell. I'm like, okay, yeah, this should be okay. It smells good. I mean, Dog, I, dogs like spicy stuff anyway. Well, yeah. yeah, I put a little bit of paprika in it. I put some Italian, and I put a little bit of cinnamon in it. S- stuff that, yeah. I mean, I would have it would have been something not exactly those together because obviously a lot of spices we can't give her because it's got onion or garlic in it. Right. But um, right. I ended up giving that to her. She's been going to town on it. I'm like, okay, as long as she's actually yep. getting a belly full. Yeah. Once we get her back to her dry dog right. food, she's never going to even want it. That she's going to be um, no, giving she's... us a stink eye every day. She is. Not gonna eat that kibble again. <laughs> nope. <laughs> we done. even get her the good stuff, and she's still not gonna want it. Nope. Nope. Doesn't matter. So. Yeah, but other than that, she—you <laughs> can't even tell she had anything done. No. No. She's a tough dog, puppy. Dog, other than she's just starving all the time. Yeah, she's upset with us because she never... can't. She doesn't have any of her toys. She's getting into trouble because she doesn't have any toys. Oh. Because she had right. a tooth extracted, they don't want her um, messing, pulling the stitches out or anything. Right. So she's getting right. into trouble and finding things that normally she would not play with and messing with them. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm in the process of getting ready for the show, so I'm making product. You know, stuff that I have a little low on, I'm making, you know, making product for it. And every time we turn around, she's in one of my bags of jewelry and bees and pulling out anything that's wood. I'm like, where did you even find right. that? <laughs> she had a clothespin the other day. Right. Where she like, how did, where did she find that? We don't use clothespins. <laughs> Random stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I told Vicky, we only got about one or two more days. I think Monday or Tuesday is like five or six days out from when she had, or no, Tuesday is seven days from her surgery. I'm going to let her have a couple well, of her toys then. Wednesday is. Wednesday to Wednesday. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways. Then she can have a couple of her toys. A week out, her stitches should be strong enough that it shouldn't be a problem. Right. right. Now back to geeky stuff. Yes. That's our show. <laughs> um, <laughs> there, there's been a lot of stuff that came out the past week or two that um, I finally caught up on some of it. I watched um, I watched Choose or Die, which is technically a horror, but also a weird kind of movie on Netflix. Okay. Um, and, well, it's a video game movie. Kind of, it's a video game movie. It's a it's an old school '80s video game that like it, it's the text kind of based. Like, do you do this or do you do that? And basically, the choices aren't great, and you choose or you die. And it's yeah, the it game is. is cursed. Basically, is the premise of the whole thing. So you've got these people playing it and you can't you have to finish the game to be able to get the game to stop. Right. But people are dying along the way. It gets kind of gross at times. Yeah. It is a horror movie. 
They're talking about a sequel to look into the origin of the curse and that kind of thing. It was just an okay movie. It's not, I mean, if you like horror movies, you might like it. Huh. Um, but it was just kind of okay. It sounds, but if I remember Netflix. right, there's been a couple of games way back in the day that were about um, cursed board games and stuff. Not just Ouija, because they had the Ouija right. movie came out. But I think there was a couple other ones right. that, it sounds like it's basically an updated version on that concept. But it then again, horror movies is, have used cursed objects for years. It it kind of is, but the way the curse works and the way things are happening is really kind of weird. Um, like, it's not just as you play the game that things happen. Like, things will just happen. It'll kind of force you to play the game. See. Um, yeah, there's, there's no getting away from it. That's the thing. Like, there's no getting away from it. Um, but, yeah, so it was, you know. And the other Netflix thing I caught... Um, I watched the second season of Russian Doll, um, which is actually, I don't know if it's better than the first. It's at least as equally as good as the first. Okay. Um, the first season of Russian Doll was um, basically a time loop where she kept dying and she had to stop herself from dying and figured out why she kept going in a time loop and kept dying. Right. Uh, and this is a New Yorker. This is a very adult show. She smokes. She curses. There, there's all kind of stuff in the show, but mm-hmm. it was entertaining. The second season, not not only is there a bit of a time loop, there's also time travel, and then they by the end they kind of break time. So <laughs> there's there's a lot going on. It was enjoyable anyway. Season two, and it's only seven episodes for season two. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they're like half hour, forty minutes long, so it's not even a long time suck to binge that. But I enjoyed it. I I will say if at first I wasn't. I wasn't okay with seeing a lot of these series. There were like, you know, somewhere between five and seven episodes. But you know what? Something to be said for it because you end up with a tighter story. Yeah. Um, And it depends on the story. Like these ones and you get like the Disney plus ones and stuff. Mm -hmm. You have a very set story you're going with. It's not like network television shows that are formulaic and mm. give you the same thing week after week, just with right. different victims. Right. You know, right, right, like right. you're not, you're not going for a tight story for that. Yeah. No, no. Well, there is something that, um, I don't know if it's a good thing or bad thing that Hollywood, because of streaming and because of binging is we were talking about this on Wookiee radio because of other things on there too. But I kind of miss the, um, episodic, uh, geek shows where it was just a one and done story. Every story now has to be an entire story arc. So if you want to watch a show, you got to watch an entire season or else you're lost. Right. right. I, I kind of miss right. stuff like where Star Trek was, started to, to where it is now. Um, stuff like um, and any of the old anthology shows, even like the um, Friday the 13th or Outer Limits or any of that type of stuff. It's like you didn't have to have an entire um, season long story, which is why they end up having to condense a lot of these because – if you're trying, um, we see with the CW shows, they're still trying to go 20, 20, 20 to 22 episodes. So you end up with stuff in there that really is just a filler because they got, they have to fill this many episodes with the story. Right. 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 But I, I think what's happening is, and it, number one, attention, attention spans are shorter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And number two, if you don't have an arc, it doesn't give somebody a reason to be invested in the show. Yeah. And I mean, I think I think that's the whole point of streaming shows, though. Yeah. Like, if you want episodic, you can go to network TV. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you still get episodic out the wazoo if you don't want good stories. Right. That's the thing. You want if you want an in depth story, you have to have the arc. Right. Going on. I mean, okay, like we've been watching 
uh, welcome to Flatch. Yeah, and like, totally not geek. But yeah, not geek, it. but <laughs> I, but it, it's it, it's like a um, uh, episodic mockumentary yeah. kind of show, and I like that. There's a place for that. There's yeah, uh, but you know, at the same time, for some reason, I've kind of gotten to where, and this is something that I'm loving about DS9 is you have this over like you know years one or two episodes that are one offs mm-hmm. but there's this overreaching arc that keeps you invested in mm-hmm. the characters and it right. keeps you coming back but you don't have to see um, every episode to understand where you're at yeah I, but well, you know yeah, what but that... you have to do that with the episodic stuff too right. because really none of the even even in episodic stuff like early supernatural you still had to see every episode because there was relationship stuff going on with the brothers. Right. There was stuff yeah. going on with their like they still mention stuff about things that you need to know along the way. Yeah. Right. Well, see, for right. me, I think Mike. The whole idea on this was the fact that I I miss that they're not doing as much of that. I mean, I there is a place for the um, season long stories and stuff, but it's for stuff like if you wanted to turn on. Um, that's why things like Pluto TV are doing so well. Because at any point you can turn on the Star Trek channel and just you don't have to know where they're at. You just watch an episode, or you can turn on one of the channels there and watch just a random episode. Well, yeah, but there's other ones on there that you can watch a random episode, and uh, if you just have like 20 minutes for something in the background, you can watch that, and it doesn't matter for the rest of the story. They're not making a lot of that anymore. Well, yeah, but if you're also also if you're watching it in the background anyway, you don't care. Yeah, right. It doesn't even matter. (laughs) You know, like you could you could pick a random episode of like the seventh season of Supernatural. You probably won't know half of what's going on, but if it's just in the background, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, I mean, it, but I think that that's the whole. That's why you pick the shows you pick when you watch them on streaming. They they still have more episodic shows on streaming. Right. But quite honestly, the good geeky ones don't tend to be that way. No. No. Yeah, like, that's what I want. Is a, at least one, at least a couple of geeky shows that it could be more of like an anthology or a one-off stories. That'd be nice. <laughs> well, and 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 the thing is, like. Even even if you have these shows that have the big arcs, not everyone is showing them all at once. Like Netflix, yeah. you get it all at once. Amazon, you don't. No, no. Hulu, sometimes you don't. Right. Um, so that keeps you invested as well because you really want to know what's going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We've had that and, discussion and like when, Disney especially Plus. like, because Disney Plus had uh, started dropping theirs weekly, and the right. merits of all at once compared to Amazon, Disney, Hulu doing it weekly. Right. Right, and it keeps you. It keeps you subscribed. It keeps you mm-hmm. going back. Right. It, like, I mean, like for us, we watch the Marvel shows every Wednesday. Period. Yeah. Like yeah. we're not waiting to watch those. No, no. You know, no. but like I've I've been watching. I started watching Outer Range on Amazon, which might just look like a cowboy show, but it's not. It's got paranormal BS, possibly alien invasions going on <laughs> with um with Josh Brolin. Mm-hmm. I. I missed when the first episode came out, so I caught it when the second one came out, and I watched the two in a row, but it's not, like, I'm interested in it, but it's kind of like, no, I'll catch the rest when I catch the rest. Yeah, right. You know, where, but but it is an oh, it's, it is a full arc kind of show. Like, it's not it's not an episodic thing, even right. though Amazon releases it weekly. Um, but, it, you know, it just depends what, what you prefer, too. Because some, right. some people, the weekly ones... They'll wait till they're all out. Like they'll yeah. wait for Moon Nights to be done in a mm-hmm. couple of weeks, and and then they'll just watch it all. Right. Well, remember, and there's something to be said for that because every episode of Moon Knight ends with a whiskey tango foxtrot moment. Yeah. But I mean, you if know. you think about it, even even the Disney Plus shows, 
every episode has a single thing going on that they semi-resolve by the end. So technically episodic. Right. It just right. happens to be a longer story. Right. And it does it with yeah. the Star Wars stuff, too. Like, right. There's a yeah. Single th- you know, I have to go to this place today. Okay, I'm going to this place today. <laughs> we got to that place. Then things went wrong. Yeah. Catch us next week. <laughs> you know? <laughs> It's the same thing. Yeah. Well, it, like we it, said, it's kind of like almost in a way they kind of took, they borrowed uh, this uh, trope or, or this storytelling technique rather, like in pulp novels. Because, like, if you read some of the pulp stuff, you there's this thing that's going on, and you know the chapter is like, you know, Joey goes to the bar. Wherever it is. So, so you know by the end of the chapter, Joey's going to the bar. Right. But <laughs> Joey gets to the bar, and then something really messed up happens. So even though you're like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to read this chapter and put it down. No, now you got to find out. The how- next chapter, well, Joey yeah. gets thrown out the window. Well, <laughs> uh, that's It translated directly because in the first two or three decades of the 20th century, that's when the pulp magazines, it wasn't even the novels. It was magazines right. originally that we'd have right. a four or five stories in it like that, and you have to get every every magazine. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the movie people figured that out real quick, because then you got your movie serials. Yeah. So every week right. you have a different chapter of, of this story. That's where you, we got Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers on this big screen. Well, Superman and Captain America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and comic books. Everybody figured this out. Once, once they figured out, wait, if we give them a cliffhanger, they want to read the next one the next week or the next month. Uh-huh. We're going to keep doing it that way. <laughs> Go back to the well, radio. The serials came they from did. the comics. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, the, all the serials came from the pulp, from the comics, from the funny pages in the newspapers. All of them have d- did that. The radio took over the same thing. And then, and now we've got to the point where they have a, a whole year to tell one story on the big screen sometimes. I and mean, even yeah. on the computer. Right. That's right. People like story if you if you do it right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's, I think, where... A lot of the streaming boom comes from because they 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 found people who know how to tell the stories, mm-hmm. and, then, well, and then people will be there. Yeah, even in except our realm. for except for CNN Plus, rest in peace. <laughs> they tell different stories. They do. Yeah, they, they only lasted thirty days. They have tried to tell on on the news stations. They've tried to tell multi part stories like that, and it doesn't always catch right. But well, you, they just they're just better at like. CNN produces documentaries now, too, right. though. Like, just let just do the documentary. Show but, it on your regular station. But they, they did take a page from the History Channel because, like, you know, there's these stories, but they seem to they kind of throw a little bit of dramatic storytelling with it. Which They take some license. Some license, you know. Yeah. You know they want to make people watch. That's the reason why, guys, if you really want that type of entertainment, hold on because Geek Watch 1 Plus is coming. Okay? <laughs> I'm you right now. Geek Watch One Plus for all your streaming podcast needs. Yeah. What's going to be on it? We don't know, but I think we can get it to last at least thirty days. So is it going to arrive? Also, don't know. Hey, we also don't but know. Stay tuned. <laughs> what what program is going to be on there? Besides Geek Watch One, we don't know. But you know what? Stay tuned. Hey, we've made this last what seven years already? That's right. <laughs> there you go. That's so right. Geek Watch That's One Plus is. And, and this started out as, hey, let's start this up and see what happens. We didn't plan on this going forever. Well, did it start up? Well, well, you know, they needed some panels. Yeah. Everyone, everyone does the plus. We should do like squared. Geek Watch One squared. There you go. Geek Watch One squared. There you go. <laughs> I swear, somebody come up and ask me what? Because one squared is one, so it's still Geek Watch One. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sorry. Somebody asked me when's Geek Watch One Squared coming. I'm be like, uh, yeah. Let us know you're listening. Let us know you're listening. Kylan in public. Ask me in public about Geek Watch One Plus. You know, or if I'm at a panel or something. Okay. So Kylan and I finally did a major geek thing this week. Yes. Yes, you did. It's been it's been there for a few months already, and it's got a few months to go still. So you got time. Um, we we made the the just just under two hour drive down to Columbus. And uh, went to COSI. If you're not familiar, it's basically the science center there. Um, and we went to the Marvel Heroes exhibit. And it, it we knew about it months ago when it, start, it started, like, back in November? November, November yeah. November, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, I looked it up. Apparently, at this point, it's going until September. So it was supposed to close earlier. But there, I looked up, like, the tickets availability and stuff, and it's through September at this point. Wow, okay. So you've got all summer to get there now. <laughs> but um, it was really cool. It's a whole display of basically Marvel memorabilia. If you're a comics fan, if you're a movie fan, if you're a streaming shows fan, uh, it starts with a bit of the history of comics in general and then into Marvel. They have some first edition comics on display. They had the first issue of Marvel Comics with the Human Torch uh, and uh, the Namor story inside. Uh, they had stuff about Stan Lee and about Jack Kirby. Um, all the characters, like ev- every Marvel character you can think yeah, of, has like, something I, there. Yeah, they, uh, I mean, they even, well, because with Marvel, number one, you know, that was the introduction of the Android Human Torch. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they kind of explained that because, you know, for a lot of the non-comic reading public, they don't, they didn't know. Right. That that sort of thing. That's and they character. had a Captain America thing, the, the early Captain America stuff. Um, Fantastic Four, Black Panther. Oh, and I got I I, I fell asleep on. Um, there there's a big Ben Grimm uh, snoozing on the couch, and you can sit next to him. So Kylan napped next to him. Uh, <laughs> like Ben, he's asleep with like a book on his chest. And... Yeah, so so Kylan cuddled in. Hey, so Kylan was Grimm? able to Kylan was able to knock something else off his bucket list. <laughs> There you go. Ben Grimm <laughs> is huge. Like, well, I, the way they made him was big. Yeah, yeah cause... Um, but it's it's cool. You get, like I said, there's some first edition comics. There's a lot of original comic book art. Yes. Um, by like if you're into comics, it's by names you know. Uh, but it was really cool seeing it, uh, seeing it on display there from all kinds of well-known comics, and like everything from, you know, Fantastic Four to Hulk to uh, X Men. To Spider-Man, they had they had the segment of pages from the death of Gwen Stacy. Oh my god, it was the original art for that. So that was something to see. Uh, They had uh, there's animation cells. There was like stuff from uh, X Men and from Spider Woman '73. Spider Woman had animation cells there. There was Mm -hmm. also some stuff from uh, Spider Man. Spider Verse, Spider Verse into Spider Verse, um, into the Spider Verse, and then they they had um, probably one of the coolest things was the fact that you get to see close up the costumes that you know from the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, they had the Oscar winning costumes from Black Panther. Yep, and so you can get you can see like the the detail up close of the beadwork on the Dormelage costume and. And the symbols that you never get to see on the Black Panther mask and right. stuff like that. Um, they had uh, they ha- 
they basically had almost all the Avengers. They had Spider-Man, Black Widow, Captain America, Falcon, Bucky. They did not have Hawkeye. I was disappointed. <laughs> they did have a list of, or like the, a touchscreen where you can look at the different arrows that he has. But yeah, yeah Hawkeye didn't Hawkeye get Hawkeye didn't love. get didn't get the love. Uh, uh, oh, Ant Man Nick, didn't Nick either. Fury, Nick Fury suit. Yeah, Nick Fury suit. Yeah, Ant Man and Wasp didn't get love. There were three Iron Man suits. Right. As well as his briefcase and arc reactor. Right. Yeah. But you got to remember, uh, Iron Tesseract. Man has fifty-seven suits. Right. Exactly. Right. Three is no big deal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Tesseract was there. Uh, Wolverine's claws were there. The Cyclops' visor. Uh, and those claws are smaller than you. They're not as long as you think. They're, they're not. No. Yeah. No. The computers oh, can Jackman do a whole has, lot of fun stuff. Uh, Hugh Jackman has small hands. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Actually, that's the funny thing. Seeing all these costumes, you realize how tiny these people are. Yeah. Like, even the guys. You're like, holy crap, he's skinny. Like, it's just... Yes. Um, and, like, they, they, you, you got two versions of Cap Shield. So there was the clean version of the well, shield. Well, there was the one from... Um, that was the shield from Age of Ultron. Right. And the other shield was from Endgame. Yeah. And it had mar- the one with marks on it. Yeah. Um, oh, and there was, there was some um, streaming stuff, too. There was uh, from WandaVision... You mm-hmm. got uh, Scarlet Witch, and you got White Vision. You got his outfit, and um, the live. You get to be in the living room, and you get to see the walls change. Yeah, while you're in the living room. Oh, the radio was there too. The radio, yes. you hear the voice on. Um, and uh, oh, uh, Luke Cage. Yes, you. They had his bullet riddled hoodie, and he is of of all the 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 suits that we got to see he's a big guy he's a big guy mike coulter's a big guy yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. to play luke cage you kind of have to be yeah but i mean you think about some of the other characters you'd think they'd be big but um, um and dare the, the whole daredevil costume was there as well as his cane and glasses right. and the um law office plaque yes and he's now he's tall but i would say tall but wiry yeah yeah but, yeah but he looks like that yeah uh, and then they had a whole section that was they 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 have these like weird like groovy kind of images kind of thing and it's like the mystical section so yes you you get to see the uh, eye of Agamotto you see um, one of the ancient ones costumes and you of course see Doctor Strange's costume right like you, when you enter it just it looks just like you know when you when you cross into the the cosmic realm. It's all dark and there's black light and there's, and there's mirrors, mirrors everywhere. everywhere. You, <laughs> some people banged into walls. I noticed yeah. that some kids running into walls because they didn't know where to go. I, I'm sitting there like, okay, I'm just gonna walk straight. But like, I have to say, Doctor Strange's outfit, like hot. it was cool. It looked hot. The cape looks like it's as thick as a rug. Like it's a really heavy. You don't realize how heavy that cape is. Yeah, seriously. Like, but it up close like that. That's got to be because. Um... But one CG is going to make him move around, but you don't want it flapping right. around when he's walking around and stuff. It kind of just hangs well, there. No. You have to yeah, have some weight to get the hole like, right. Think, yeah, you don't really think about it though. Yeah. Um, and then there was, uh, of course, Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. We had uh, her Verse uh, green costume, and then her Captain Marvel costume right, were both right. there. Um, and then uh, there was a there was a Groot head, mannequin head. Uh, and and, um, and Star Lord and Gamora and Drax's knives were there. That was right. cool. And uh, we got to I got to uh, see some original art from the New Warriors. Um, and and the, the Punisher concept sketch. Yes. That John Romita Senior did before they decided who the Punisher was. 
he he drew it on a napkin, didn't he? He it drew was on it on a napkin. napkin. Um, and they even had like name ideas. Punisher wasn't even one of them. Executioner was one of the name ideas that they couldn't right. go with, obviously. Um, but yeah, so it was just if you're a Marvel fan, whether it's of the comics or of the movies, it's worthwhile. It's um, like I said, it's there. I think till September, you mm-hmm. have to buy like a lot of places now. You do have to buy your tickets ahead of time. Um, so you have to buy the ticket to get into Kosai and then there's an extra ticket for Marvel. Uh, but it's only 15 bucks extra for Marvel. We were in there for like an hour, so it was well worth it for us. Um, but it's cool. If you like that kind of thing, if you like the memorabilia, the history of the stuff, if you like even just costuming and seeing it up close, Mm. it's a great exhibit for cosplayers who want to know all the little details on the costumes. Right. Oh yeah. Seriously. But yeah, we for us it was worth it, and who knows, we might end up going back since it's going to be there a while. Yeah, I, honestly, uh, there was just uh, there only one thing that we didn't do, and I and I don't know if it would really added anything. The Iron Man suit. It was the trying Iron on suit. the Iron Man suit. It was it was just like a a computer thing. It wasn't. Yeah. Kids seem to enjoy it. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the kids so which I, I was fine, you know, because the. But aside from that, if you you know if if, if you've got remotely sciencey kids or slightly geeky kids, taking them to Kosai is not a bad thing to do. Mm. It's it's one of the things that you know every city's got their science center and they're very hands on with kids and stuff. So Kosai is mm-hmm. one of those places. They've yeah. got um they've got a big dinosaur display. They've got an Earth thing, an ocean thing, an energy mm. thing. Right. You know, there's a lot of cool stuff there. It's, it's it's not a wasted trip just to go see Marvel or something. There's yeah. plenty to do for the full day at Kosai. Right. Yeah, we've been to Kosai before, and that's one thing I got was you can tell it's aimed towards kids, but everything that they have for the kids is fun stuff for everybody to be able to do. Right. Yeah, that's just it. It's not just it's not just for kids to do. The it's open to everyone. They've, there's a kids zone, right? Just for kids, but everything else is hands on for everyone. Right. Mm-hmm. So. And then, uh, and then afterwards, we got to visit uh, Dirty Frank's Hot Dog Palace. We we hadn't <laughs> been there in a while. If you're in Columbus and you want some good hot dogs, go to Dirty Frank's. Yeah. <laughs> and I got to have it's only a, like five minutes away from Coastline. I, I got to have a, a Buckaroo Bonsai, which probably one of the reasons why I fell in love with the place. Was number one, they they have a Buckaroo Bonsai dog. Dogs. No, a drink. It's a, a drink oh, called okay. a Buckaroo Bonsai. It's orange soda and whiskey. Whiskey. Ah. <laughs> And I have to admit, it makes sense. It's like I think they call it that because it sounds like a weird combination, but it makes sense. Yeah, and they're one of the only places that rep Buckaroo Bonds. I have to admit, it was like <laughs> that, that was too. the first place. Uh huh. At least when I moved up here, anyway. Right. So yeah, so <laughs> so that 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 was the our our full day of geekiness the other day. Right. Awesome. That was sore yesterday, but it was worth it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of walking. It is. It is. But, oh. So, well, yeah. that's what we've been doing. <laughs> so, Mr. Yeah. One, what's happening outside of what we're doing? Well, uh, one thing to mention for the locals, um, Stray Dog, those who are now in charge of it, uh, confirmed uh, details for Akron Pug Fest. We already knew it was going to be October 23rd. Uh, they have confirmed that it's going to be at the BF Goodrich Park, which is located at the Canal Place properties on South Main in Akron. So it's right downtown this time. It's no longer going to be at the one-of-a-kind um, uh, organization down there on Market. It's going to be on Main, like I said, October 23rd, and it's from noon until 5 p.m. So 
We'll get more details as we get closer. But the other thing we do know is that our buddy Andy at Odd Mall is actually uh, getting vendors together for it as well. So there's going to be a, a bit of an Odd Mall element to the Pug Fest. Mm-hmm. But other vendors are welcome too. In <laughs> <laughs> uh, other news, we got um, just over a week ago we got the Stranger Things trailer that everyone's been wondering where it is, et cetera, et cetera, because we know it's coming. And as usual, it's mysterious and doesn't give you everything you, you want, but it gives you enough that you're questioning things. See, I don't <laughs> want a lot of stuff out of the trailer. I just want to know that it's coming because I don't want, I want right. to be surprised. Right. And I mean, the, the, the trailer doesn't give you a hell of a lot. It, it, it shows you the characters involved who we knew were going to be back anyway um now the the one thing we did see was the new big bad mm-hmm. um and he's he's gonna be the the nasty uh the nastiest of them because he's essentially the big boss this is this is gonna be the big battle um and the creators the the duffers explained that this new big bad whose name is Vecna uh was inspired by some of the greatest boogeymen to come out of the 80s like Pennywise and Freddy Krueger and Pinhead. So oh, that lets you know the attitude. Fantastic. But as we know from the prior baddies of Stranger Things with the Mind Flayer and the Demogorgon, they were named after classic D&D monsters. And that's where the name Vecna comes from. Um, he's a famous lich in D&D with roots in the earliest parts of the game. Um, you get the eye and hand of Vecna. Uh, as legendary artifacts first appearing in an early supplement of D&D. And Vecna himself didn't appear until 1990 in the adventure Vecna Lives. But more recently, it, he's appeared in the finality of, finale of Critical Role and appeared in the animated Legend of Vox Machina as the Whispered One, an undead deity trying to cross over into the material plane. Oh, nice. Yeah. So they're sticking with the D&D stuff. Um, and... Uh, and, and yeah, so now now we get Vecna, who's who's a big bad nasty, and something to look forward to yeah. in a month's time. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know. I'll, and you think like a month? Uh, that's plenty. You're gonna blink, and it's gonna be here. Well, yeah, because yeah, everything's coming in a month. And I think <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to make myself slow down and watch these like one a day, one a day or something, so it doesn't just blow right through. Right. Right. Yeah, because you don't want to you don't want to combine too many things at once because then you'll forget them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You want to you want to be able to think on it and talk to people about it. Right. Uh, and of course, the other long-awaited trailer. Well, hang on a second. That, Was is this the last season of Stranger Things, or do they still have one more after this? I think this is the last one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't remember. I know um, they had ne- they had said. Right, and I think that might be one of the reasons they split it into two yeah. parts. But it, it's not like there's a big delay in between the parts or something. But. Um. But yeah, the, the the other the other big trailer we've been waiting for, which seems to be a, a lot closer to the release date than we usually get with Marvel movies, but we finally got Thor: Love and Thunder, mm-hmm. and it's the '80s hair band trailer you've been waiting for. <laughs> um, basically, the, I if, if you love Ragnarok, there's no question you'll love Love and Thunder, right? <laughs> Um, but basically you, you have Thor, uh, who we last saw looking like a couch potato, um, on a quest for inner peace. Uh, and, uh, however, his retirement is interrupted 
by a galactic killer known as Gore the God Butcher. And he's played by Christian Bale, in case you didn't know, because you won't recognize him because there's makeup. <laughs> so, but um, he wants, the, the God Butcher, as the name implies, uh, seeks the extinction of the gods. And interestingly, it's not just the Norse gods. He wants the extinction of all gods. And mm. so in this trailer, you actually get a bit of a crossover uh, with other gods because you see Mount Olympus and you see Russell Crowe as Zeus. So <laughs> that that you get the twist of like more than just one gods. Um, but Thor basically joins up once again with Korg, who we all love, uh, and with the help of King Valkyrie. And his ex-girlfriend, Jane Foster, who, to his surprise, is now the mighty Thor and wields Mjolnir. So, <laughs> like, hey, surprise, you're not going to do it. I will. Yeah. Um, so they, they go on a whole cosmic adventure to uh, to stop the God Butcher. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's interesting in the trailer, you get to see Thor ditching the usual costume. You, you see him a bit in the costume, but he ditches it and he gets a whole basically, like, ravagers look which comes straight from guardians of the galaxy comics right like the yeah whole sleeveless shirt and jeans and stuff mm-hmm. um and also what was the name of the other character thunderstrike thunderstrike Thunder that was another the thor replacement in the comics who who dresses a lot like that um and now i got i because i loved thunderstrike before that character i didn't care about anything thor related i because the whole the and thou thing was just a little too much for spoke, me right. but i liked Thunderstrike. Now, Thunderstrike was Donald Blake, and he had a mace, I believe it was. And he was kind of imbued with Thor's power. But now I, 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 I'm going to have to go back and reread that stuff. Thanks to Marvel. You have uh, a little Limited. time. I got a little time. <laughs> I can prepare. The, the other the other fun thing we get, though, is we finally get to see the chariot with the flying goats. Yes. Um, we, we knew this was coming for a while because if, if you pay attention to the toys... Funko was releasing a pop figure with the flying goats. Uh, this is not only from the comics, but this is from Norse mythology. Right. That the chariot is led by goats who mm-hmm. fly. <laughs> so right. why not throw them in? Actually, the funny thing is they said that the, the, the director had brought up this idea for the very first Thor movie and Marvel just thought it wasn't serious enough because the first couple Thor movies had to be serious. Right. So they've been waiting for these goats. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's they're funny that they, they're saying no. Thor has to be serious. Wait a minute, they've made yeah. so much more better with Thor since he's not been serious. <laughs> right. I mean, like the the second movie, that's the sketchy one we all know. Um, but <laughs> the first uh, movie, okay, we can get why there's a bit of seriousness. But really, he wasn't entirely serious like it, from the start. Well, see, it was like I remember first time I read of uh, Greek, well, Norse mythology. And there was a whole thing with Thor and, and the goats. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing is, I don't know if they're going to do this, but if Thor, I think if you touched them with Molnir, they fell apart. Like, they, they, they kind of just fell apart. They fell apart? Yeah. Okay. So, so, like, they just kind of... Hmm. They're fainting mythological goats. No, no, like, bones and everything. everything they just, just kind of... Well, then you don't touch them with Molnir. But, <laughs> I don't know why he would do that, but then he you touch him again. He doesn't have Molnir now, though. Right. So, I don't know about this one, um, but yeah. And getting to that, we do have, which we also knew, the Guardians of the Galaxy were going to be in this. They have, are, are, of course, because Thor is part of them, the Asgardians of the Galaxy. We knew that was going to happen. You know he's going to say it a lot, um, and you know... 
uh, Star-Lord is already bothered by him based on the little bit that's in the trailer where he's looking at everyone else and Thor is like putting himself in his vision. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but the, the, best, uh, the, the best thing about this entire trailer was the final scene when you get to see Natalie Portman and the, as the mighty Thor. Yes. And it is, it is so comics accurate. She's blonde. She has the helmet. She, it's all there. Yes. And as someone who's read those comics involving her, um, I was very happy to see that. And from what I've what I've read about other parts of the plot, they seem to be going with what's in that comic. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I won't spoil it for those who don't know, because right. honestly, it's a pretty big deal mm. about why she's Thor and that kind of thing. So. Unless it comes out in another trailer, I'm not spoiling that. Right. Uh, but yeah, so that was a pretty satisfying trailer to see. And of course, they've got the hairband music. Yes. So it'll be an interesting soundtrack, just like Ragnarok. So now, the thing is, I'm like, I'm wondering, is, has uh, Star-Lord, has Peter, like, has he been going back to Earth to update his music? I'm just saying, because, I mean, the music that he had went and up to... the music to, has nothing to do with Thor. I know. You'd be concerned about the next Guardians movie, not Thor. Uh, you don't get to pl- get his playlist in Thor. But he's Nas Guardian of the Galaxy. <laughs> just, but the movie is called Thor. I know, I'm just saying. It's just background music. I don't think it's going to be as significant mm. as the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. Mm. But there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and in other <laughs> movie news, mm. um, right after getting the first real trailer in theaters, we have found out that Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse has been delayed. <laughs> um, Big surprise. Sony anna- yeah, right. Sony announced that it will now be released in a year's time instead of uh, the, the fall date, the October 7th date that we had, where it's now going to be June 2nd of 2023. Um, well, we were but- talking when we did our mo- when we were talking about movies, how um, tight the schedule is this year. Right. <laughs> Um, so, so it is, it is kind of interesting and we knew that it was going to be a part one, part two kind of situation. Right, right. When they made this announcement though, they did not dub it part one. No. However, they did reveal that part two will be released the following March. So March 29th, 2024. Um, it may be because they knew how far out part two was that they wanted them a little closer and that's why they waited mm-hmm. to release for, for part one. Um, but Interestingly, there's a Madam Web movie coming as well from Sony, and that has the release date of July 7th, 2023. So basically, we're getting the next Spider-Verse next June, and then barely a month later, we get Madam Web. So I'm thinking they have to be connected in some way. Right. And that's not a web joke. <laughs> um, but uh, the, the, the other interesting thing is we got we got the basic synopsis as well where they talked about Miles being transported across the multiverse to join forces with Gwen Stacy and a new team of spider people to face off with a villain more powerful than anything they've ever encountered. So the part I thought was interesting is that they said a new team. Right. So we're going to get fresh faces and different spider people from across the verses. I mean, they didn't touch all the different spy, uh, oh, the different plenty. versions. Yes. But it looked like we're definitely getting 2099. Yes. Yeah, I, I believe isn't 2099 voiced by Oscar Isaac? Yes. Yeah. So Oscar Isaac getting his hand in more Marvel stuff. He doesn't have to be Moon Knight. He can just go ahead and be, so, be in the Spider-Verse now. So now animated, 
animated live action he's animated got all, he's MCU. Got all the, he's got all the disney money basically mm-hmm. he's got the star wars stuff he's got the marvel stuff slash sony stuff slash... oh you know so he's gonna show he, up in a D- disney movie somewhere too disney probably so um, okay so yeah just you know and, and I, the, the thing I think is funny is that, like, with the new team of Spider people, Sony's just using up everyone they can. It's like, we have these people, we're using them. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know. It's a way to go. It's all they got. It's well, all they got. I mean, and it's weird, like, in the comics now, like, uh, a lot of the, the alternate versions that have showed up in the video games, mm-hmm. they're now getting comics, like Spider-Punk. Yeah. Has, you know, he, he's got a comic. Um, Spider-Punk had a comic a while ago, though. He did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then you had the one in the velocity suit. Then there, there's a lot of uh, a a lot of the spider. I mean, and obviously there's Noir, which you know Noir has uh, about three different series right. before he showed up. But I, I have to admit, I'm kind of I'm kind of excited to see what they're going to do with these other versions. Mm-hmm. You know, so so we'll 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 see when it comes out in more than a year. Yeah, uh, but um. In Star Wars news, speaking of, there is a new Star Wars game in the works at Skydance New Media, helmed by President Amy Henning, the former creative director for Naughty Dog, who's well known for her creation of the Uncharted game series. (sighs) Working with Lucasfilm's games, it'll be an original story set in the Star Wars universe described as a richly cinematic action-adventure game. But, of course, story details and info about platforms and release windows have not yet been announced. So this will be um, the next one that's in a similar genre to what we had for Jedi Fallen Order. Right. You know what? I think I think we're going to get a, a Dr. Aphra story. think so? I think so. It's possible. There's a lot of it, stuff. I mean, I'm hoping it's like Jedi Fallen Order where it fall, it's outside of where we've been before. Something, a new realm, right. brand new characters. It might touch on something else, but the galaxy in Star Wars is a very large place. That right. we yeah. need to we need to see stuff outside of what we've already been seeing. We've seen a very right. small seem, portion of that universe. People seem to forget that it's a galaxy far, far away. Right. Um, then, and and we just focus on one damn family. Okay. Like, and I mean, that's one of the things. Like in the RPG, like uh, the original RPG, they they really pushed that you know your group or, or your campaign should be. It could be attached, but it should be kind of out away. Right. Do your own thing. Yeah. So, and I enjoyed that part of right. it. Um, now, prior to this announcement, Skydance actually said late last year that it was working on a new Marvel game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will also feature an original story and come to traditional platforms as well as emerging streaming services. Uh, but again, no platform announcements, um, just like the new Star Wars game. So you can expect you're obviously going to get one big console that's getting these, mm-hmm. um, maybe exclusively, or they may just put it all across the board, like get everything they can get. I think so. it's going to be everywhere because it, it, it seems like less and less you're getting exclusive games. Right. Because I mean, the game I, designers the, and stuff are even realizing they're going to make a whole lot more money if everybody can get it. Exactly, because people are not buying all of the consoles because no. these things get expensive. They do. Okay. Yeah. They do. And, and, and then there's production issues. You can't get the damn console. You know. Right. So, right. Um, so hopefully across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now my my last my my last story um, is kind of cool. It's uh, DC Comics 
has announced plans to celebrate George Perez's 68th birthday this June with a two-page artwork spread that will be published in every issue released that month. Uh, it depicts Perez at his drawing board surrounded by DC characters that he illustrated over his career. And it brings together over 25 DC artist teams, the entire thing colored by Hi-Fi, uh, each illustrating a different character or set of characters. Now, as well as the art spread itself, every issue DC runs with the piece will include a key highlighting which artist uh, worked on uh, which character in the piece. So the the artists themselves, like you've got characters uh, like the Monitor and Anti-Monitor done by Jim Lee and Scott Williams, Trigon done by Todd McFarland, The Spectre by Alex Ross, Ares and Hippolyta done by Phil Jimenez, Vigilante done by Dave Gibbons, uh, Brother Blood by Daryl Banks, Legion of Superheroes is there done by Francis Manipal, Justice Society of America done by Jerry Ordway, Power Girl and Huntress by Kevin McGuire, Justice League of America uh, done by Dan Jurgens and Norm Rapmond, uh, the New Teen Titans, Deathstroke, as well as the image of George Perez done by Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. So it's if you haven't seen this this artwork yet, it, the artwork itself is actually posted online. You can find it mm -hmm. um, to look up the story. It's it's gorgeous. It is it is literally really like this will be great if they release it as a poster. Like yeah. it's fantastic. I, I would art. love to have that if they um, did. Yeah. And beyond just that artwork, uh, DC's latest crisis event, Dark Crisis, will feature variant covers for each issue based on the various crises on the, of the publisher's past starting with Crisis on Infinite Earths, which was illustrated by George Perez. In addition, Dark Crisis number seven itself will feature the new celebratory tribute art as a variant cover, and a special version of that comic will also be auctioned through the Hero Initiative to provide funds for comic creators in need, one of the uh, the, the main charity that, that is near and dear to George Perez's heart that uh, we know the recent release re-release of the comic was uh, auctioned off for as well. So. Right. Uh, they're doing another round of that. Cool. I just thought that was that was really cool that they're doing this. Yeah. Arts. Uh, I actually I came across something. Now this is gaming related, and I think this is something. Well, I know that is something that's near and dear to Don's heart and, and to mine. Uh -oh. But it's a video game for me, sort of. So Shadowrun trilogy is uh, they're releasing this finally as a console edition, because these three games were uh, PC. Uh, there was Shadowrun Returns, Shadowrun Dragonfall, and Shadowrun Hong Kong. So the release date on this will be uh, June the 21st, and they're releasing this on all consoles, uh, PS4 included. That'd be awesome. Oh. That's, this is based on the extremely popular Shadowrun Cyberpunk RPG, tabletop right. RPG. Right, yeah, so I was looking, I was curious to see if PS4 was going to be included, and I think this is a thing that's worked in our favor, those of us who did not make the jump to the PS5, because of the production issues, right. PS4 is still getting new content. They oh, kind of yeah. have no choice if they, want it, if they want the sales, because if they can't provide for the demand that's there of the new console, right. then they better provide the games for the old one. <laughs> yeah. Right, so... X so Xbox Switch is in there too. PS4, oh, PS5. Be interesting on the Switch. Yeah. So the Switch. so yeah. So that's going to be 
It's yeah, see, Kylan says it's near and dear to me because I liked the novels. I didn't actually play the game. Yeah, and actually, I was surprised that Dawn read the novels, but, I mean, she tore through the novels. Well, it's cyberpunk. So, <laughs> and you don't get a lot of decent cyberpunk stuff. Right. I mean, there's some right. really, I mean, really good stuff, but not a whole lot. I, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say they were good cyberpunk, but... They were quick reads and they were adventurous. Yeah. So, <laughs> so all all my street samurai out there, get ready. That's right. You can, <laughs> you can finally play shot. And the the interesting thing is, it'll introduce it to a whole new, well, kind of a whole new generation yeah, that doesn't know the RPG that maybe doesn't play tabletop stuff. Right. And right. It, it it introduces it to the video game generation that's not into the other stuff. Right. Because I think a lot of the, for the most part, and and I'm glad that D&D is as popular as it is, but I think a lot of people know D&D and they know Pathfinder. They don't really want to go beyond that. Right. You know, but, you know, there, there there's a lot of uh, genres that are out there for RPGs. And, you know, this is an opportunity uh, some for some people that introduction is, you know, a video game. And then you yeah. you end up moving into the other stuff. Well, that's like, um, what was it? Over the last two months, I've started getting all the di- some of the digital content from the Avatar: The Last Airbender role playing game that they mm-hmm. did that giant Kickstarter for, and it yeah. looks amazing. The game is a, t- a di- they've actually come up with a different game system for it. So wow. um, for dice and stuff, and they actually reading through the rule book as it's going right now, they want you to run it basically like an episode of the TV series. So not everything in the game is done by rolling dice. Ah, okay. So as the GM, if it's something that normally would happen in a, in a during the game or during the show, then it just it happens. If it's something that there's no right. question that this could have happened, like you're an airbender, you for, form up a ball of air and are riding across the um instead of walking that's not something you have to roll with because that's something that you're just going to do without thinking right and then if you do have to roll the dice you only ever roll two d6 and you have basically a target number to hit and um you basically anything over a seven is actually a hit but a seven eight and nine is a hit with possible problems ten and above is automatic okay it's a simple system to get into to start with i mean as far as i've gotten i've not got into character generation and stuff but they have whole things on how to build campaigns and everything else in this too Oh, okay. I've seen some some um, RPGs. They give you basically um, they give you the base rules and say, okay, figure it out. Right. This right. actually goes through and gives you suggestions on, okay, this is how you would set it up. This is, let's see, or what's your actual, um, what's the mission for this um, setting? Okay, now how do you get to that point? What are the major conflicts in this? Basically, you're writing an episode of television for your players to play. Right. Right. That's cool. That that's kind of like there's a new. Um, it actually just came out. Uh, last week, there's a, a new playtest rulebook for a, a new Marvel game called the Multiverse Role-Playing Game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. And and they it says that it's... Uh, like I, We don't have the book, and I haven't looked into it too much, but apparently it, do, it doesn't follow any standard um, role-play rules that you know already. Like, it has its own set of rules. Okay. From what I've heard. So, I mean, the the book itself is only like 10 bucks. It's a paperback book, but um but that yeah, that just came out this this past week. So, that that's what the, I I noticed they've been doing that. Like a lot of games that are kind of traditional RPG style are doing their own type of play as opposed to just taking on the what people know from D&D. Right. That kind of thing. Yeah, I know I did see a um 
headline that um, Hasbro and Wizards of the Coast are um, looking into starting to put out other, once again, basically licensing the D20 system like they did in the early 2000s and allowing yeah. other games or even building games in-house that are using the D&D rules because so many people know those rules now, especially with Stranger Things and other things that D&D's had such a huge boom in the last 10 years that why not let other games use that rule system because then you can have whatever anywhere you want to play and you know how to play it right you don't have to learn all new rules they 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 kind of got the benefit of the pandemic yeah they did because people were playing more games and people wanted to learn these things and and they wanted to uh they wanted something more expansive than just the fantasy of D &D. not everyone's into that style of high fantasy right you know and well you know and it's kind of funny how Something that eventually came around and bit bit them in the butt in the butt back in the eighties. Um, looking at Dallas, the RPG that used <laughs> the same system as D anD. d That now that would probably totally sell. Yeah, I hate to say it, maybe not Dallas, but yeah, exactly. Nine zero two one zero. The one thing with the pandemic. Oh! Um, oh no! Which one? No! I just told them there'd be a Kardashians RPG. You know there would, Kylan. You know there would be. There would be. I mean, that—that's what people would buy. I'm sad. Live like the Kardashians. I'm sad. Well, I was thinking a first-person shooter, but no, that, no, 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 Kylan. Kylan, remember the, the old Wolfenstein mods? Yeah. So imagine, because they used to have it where you could buy a mod and all the um, Nazis were Barney, or they're all Homer Simpson. Right. Imagine the Kardashians version. There you go. No, so see what Turns they through do. the castle oh, shooting wow. Kardashians. <laughs> you should only be able to play this game on the second day of, on the second Sunday in May. <laughs> Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Say the drama for your mama. <laughs> Just saying. Well... What you guys mentioned actually brought up a really good point. The um, the one thing that the um, we learned during the pandemic, games like tabletop RPGs were not quite uniquely, but almost uniquely suited for that situation. Because that's a game. Yeah. You don't have to have a game board in front of you. You don't have to have a, um, a great, super fast network connection so you can play online with your um, with everybody else. But over a Zoom call, you can get five guys together and play all day. Yep. Everybody had, gets a pencil paper and some dice that's all you need you, you don't even need someone dice has, someone has to have the rules all you yeah. need is a book right that's it that's it and actually yep. everything else you don't even need pencil paper and dice because they have virtual dice rollers and you can that's get true. all your forms online you can fill it all out right there on the screen yeah you're right and, and you can you can still do this people you know you don't have to go out into the real world you can still go online and look these things up oh there's all kinds of network there's all kinds of networks and um, groups out there playing that are always looking for players. And and a lot of people got caught up in it because of the pandemic and because mm. of doing it with family and friends. Right. So they've continued it. So these, these things are actually growing and they're much easier to find. But the other thing that should be mentioned is also easy to find in many cities, including near Akron in Hudson, Ohio, are gaming cafes. Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> Um, the, the one that we feared for a while was closed permanently. Our, our friends at the Malted Meeple thankfully came back. They were resurrected, much like you can do in many role-play games. Um, they yeah. were resurrected from the dead. And they have leagues. This is the other thing. You can go to these places and play a simple tabletop game. Any board game you want, whatever. It takes you half an hour, an hour. You can play that. But these places 
almost always have leagues where you can join in and and play the fuller RPG on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. You can go to beginner's classes. You can learn how to play these things. Everyone who works there is usually considered uh, game master or dungeon master, so they can tell you all the rules. They can explain the play. This is a local resource you should use. You usually yeah. only have to pay about five or ten bucks to just sit at the table and play these games. They always have snacks and drinks you can buy. Right. And it's just a fun time that gets you out of the house but lets you still do stuff with friends in, you know, a safe, hygienic environment because they follow all the rules. Well, and and it gives you all the supplies that you don't have to buy. Right. Also, you places know? like the Multi Meeple, like we cuz we used to do our shows once a month from there. But right. um they had they usually have private game rooms. You can do party birthday parties there for yeah. adults, for kids, and the Multi Meeple actually has a couple of escape rooms also. That's right. So if you want to have even more fun and if you're into the puzzle thing and you want to bring a group of people, I mean, listen to one of our past shows. I don't know what number it was, but we did one of the escape yes. rooms when they first got them a yeah. couple years ago. I want to try the other one. Lots I'm not trying. We've not done that one yet. Uh, the, the one that's kind of wizardy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we did the alien one and they have the wizardy one. <laughs> Well, the other, the next step up, though, if you really, if you go to a like your local, especially since we know the multi people, we know the owners. If you really enjoyed that and you love the environment of playing a role playing game there, you owe it to yourself to get your group together and play D anD D in the pub at a castle. And the multi people can provide that because in Southern Ohio they have a place called the Ravenwood Castle. It is actually a castle B and B that you could actually stay for the weekend. And they have a pub downstairs with the giant um, wood fire hearth. You could actually play D and D in the castle all weekend. That's right. If you're in Ohio, you've heard of Hawking Hills. It's right in that area. So you don't you don't even have to be in Northeast Ohio like we are. If you're in mid to Southern Ohio, you're even closer. So you can you can go stay in actual you can stay in the castle you can stay at cabins just down from the castle you can stay in these little gypsy trailers that they have these cool gypsy trailers just mm-hmm. on the grounds of the castle there's a lot of cool places to stay there and and you can like you know go hiking daily and then you can go into the pub and play games at night and well they also have just outside the castle is the um the like village it's all these little actual houses. And most of them have, like, jacuzzi rooms. They'll sleep six to eight people. Yep. Oh, and they do – you look them up online either through maltedmeeple.com or, or look up Ravenwood Castle. But they do um, murder mystery weekends as well. Right. So that's – you can have all fun for the whole weekend and try and solve a, a murder. And, and they theme – they have some themed ones, too. In the past, they've had Firefly. They've had Star Wars, like, actual geeky-themed murder mysteries. Yes. And I believe either once or twice a year, they actually have a gaming convention at the castle. Yeah. And it's yes, it's not like the big, huge ones that have, like, thousands of people. No, they've only got enough space for maybe 50 people total. So that you're going to have a small, intimate gaming convention. And and they also do the um, the, the charity uh, gaming as well. Yes. So right. They, they've got a lot going on. You people should go look them up. Come on. Mm-hmm. you got it, It's getting to that time of year when you want to go away for the weekend and do something fun. And something like Ravenwood's a great idea. It is. Yeah, for a while now, I've had the itch. It's like, dude, I want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun weekend. That was a fun weekend. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So now we got to call. Um, oh, I've drawn a blank. What's his name with Ravenwood and tell him, hey, you guys owe us for the plugs. <laughs> Jim. Jim. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to call Jim and say, hey, Jim, we just gave you a new commercial. <laughs> hey, we at, least, we at least should get free milkshakes at the Meeple. Come on. That's right. <laughs> 
We do need to go back there at least, if nothing else. Yeah, yeah, we do. So, so what else is going on out here? That's all I got. That's I'm all out. you got for today? I'm, I'm out of it. I'm done. We've been like, busy. Hey, you, you, you saw the Northmen. You can give a quick review yes. of the Northmen. Okay. All right. So, yeah. All right. So, the Northmen. Uh, it, it was decent. Um, honestly, if you watched, the only way I can describe it is like, it was this mix of a Vikings episode and I don't know. (laughs) And what else? Okay. It felt, it felt like the Vikings. It felt, it felt like Vikings. If there was a stronger, um, I got it. Vikings meets, uh, uh, that show those on HBO. Um, Game of Thrones? Not Westworld. Um, <laughs> Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones. Yeah. That's the only way, that's probably the best way to describe it. It was. Well, Vikings kind of had its own Game of Thrones feel. It, it did, but this was like amped up. Okay. For, for the movie, it was amped up. <laughs> for the movie, it was amped up. Um, there, there, And there was a stronger uh, mystical aspect to it, like to the point of, like, do you, you don't know if it's real or or, or no, what's real or what is a vision in this um the the trailer is kind of misleading ah. kind of misleading in a way there there were some things that came out of left field that really kind of left me as a left me scratching my head um if it's, it's a it is a good viking movie so like if you're in the mood for just an old school straightforward viking movie that that will you you will get that but like i said there's a couple of things that come out of left field and you're gonna be huh well see, but luckily those things are fairly small i saw i saw an article that actually said that historians are saying this is probably one of the most accurate viking movies so far oh really yeah okay okay so i mean they're not saying it's super accurate but they're saying it's the most accurate so far well, and, and you know, like honestly, like there's, uh, you know, it, like if you watch this, it's not you, you're not going to be stuck there saying, "Oh, that's Ragnar." Oh, that's <laughs> okay. You know, that's Lagertha. Oh, that's no right. Bjorn. You're not going to be. It doesn't feel like that, but there are certain character types, right? So you you're going to see those character types. But there, there was one point where you're like, there's this one character. You're like, like, are you who you claim to be, or is there something else going on here? And, well, that was uh, in some episodes of Vikings. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's so, something that comes in Viking to Vikings also. So it sounds like I believe this is something we mentioned um, when we saw the trailer for this. We were talking about this coming up. Was that um, it? Sounds like the Vikings TV show has basically ruined Vikings for everybody. Because everything else in the ever done is going to be, it all looks like it's it. going to be either looking like that or compared to that. If that was right. done very, yeah. very well, at least in the four of us opinion. <laughs> so if well, you got to do at least as good as they did, or better. <laughs> well, and and you have to consider the Vikings series was on the History Network, right? Yeah. So that it was important for them to be as accurate as they could while taking right liberties with the fiction of it, right? Yeah. So. It's no surprise, but interestingly, apparently there's a lot of anime fans who are into the movie because, so if you take the basic plot of a young Viking who sees the death of his father and then goes on a path of, you know, vengeance 
and and bloody vengeance and all that kind of thing, which mm-hmm. is what we got from the trailer. Right. Um, apparently, it describes both the Northmen and it describes an anime called Vinland Saga. Okay. That is um, cur- the second season is currently in production, but apparently they've been comparing it like the looks of the characters, the posters, the plot points is actually very similar. And they're saying people who like Viking stuff, who want an entryway into anime, Vinland Saga may be the way to go. And vice versa, people into anime who have watched Vinland Saga, they may also want to watch The Northmen. Okay. It's interesting because just with the basic description you said there, a kid watches his father get murdered, goes on revenge. That is just a basic archetypal folk story. Right. So that's you can put that in anywhere. You can do that in um, Europe. You can do that in Africa. You can do it over in um, the Far East. You can do it here in America. Conan. Right. Conan. Conan. So it's interesting because they've been coming out and like all all across Twitter and stuff. They've been saying, you know, the Northmen or as I call it, live action Vinland Saga. You know, like they're basically (laughs) saying it's almost the same thing. Um, because it, because Vinland Saga is Viking kind of stuff, but in anime. Okay. Well, um, okay. So, so there you go. If you look, look for it on streaming, it's probably on Netflix or prime or something like that. But right. the first season, if, if you want to go that way. Okay. I just thought that was worth mentioning. It was like, oh, all right, usually well, you don't cool. hear that kind of mix. Like, oh yeah, I went to see this Viking movie and yeah, it reminded me of an anime. What? <laughs> <laughs> Not usually the well, Viking movies that do that. The people who watch anime don't, a lot of other people that don't ever look at the anime world don't realize Anime has everything you'd find in live action cinema. They have an anime. It's right, not just right. Japanese stories and cutesy, um, cutesy little stories or samurai stories. Everything well, is available I mean, in anime. A lot, a lot of people presume that anime is very sci-fi or has a lot of kaiju and stuff like that. So that's what they figure it's going to involve. Right. But I mean, they they have that thing that you've been recording and not watching yet. Oh, Shinmu. With, with yeah, with dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like okay. And then there's that one with the lawyers. And then yeah, the, I don't know. Yeah, and, and yeah, Shinmu is on my my list. Well, actually, I'm gonna finally get around to watching it here. And, it's on no. our DVR. That's all I know. <laughs> Kyle's and, gonna watch an anime. Well, anybody interested? I did look it up. Vinland Saga is available on Prime Video right now. Oh, there you go. Okay. Season one is obviously, but not not season so two. Go 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 watch the Japanese take on Vikings. And actually, the picture, and it is straight-up Vikings, because the um, promo picture they have up that says Vinland Saga is actually the um, the prow of a Viking uh, raiding ship. Yep. Exactly. So there you go. That, that's our, that's our re- movie that, that's review. That's my review, that so, okay. yeah. Okay. I heard some other stuff about it, but that's not stuff for Geek Watch 1. Right. So, but, um, yeah, we can talk about that later. But um, other than that, if it's you guys don't have anything... conversation. Yeah, the after dark. Um, <laughs> but if there's nothing else, geeksters, uh, did you go see the Northman yet? Did you? Hey, I want someone to go to um, the Ravenwood Castle and let us know what it's like now. It's been five, six years, five, four or five years since we've been there. Yep. Yeah. Let us know what changes have happened down there. You can get a hold of us and let us know at www.geekwatch1.com. Anywhere, everywhere, all social media, we are on Geekwatch One. If you don't, if you put Geekwatch One into a search bar and don't find us, let us know. Ms. Donald will take care of the problem. I will send my troops after it. You can also email us geekwatchone at gmail.com. We are proud members of the Tangibound Network at tangiboundnetwork.com and the Weebie Geeks Podcast Collective at weebiegeekspc.com. And also check out our buddy Charlie Murphy over at Stray Dog Akron Cafe Three Eighty Eight. 
the Bounce Innovation Hub, uh, Bob's Hamburger, the Acrid Pickle. There's, he is everywhere. And uh, soon to be oh. the, the Pug Fest. Got the ramp stuff going on right Yeah, now. he's at the ramp festival in Peninsula, Ohio this week. Well, this past weekend and the next two weekends. And and the sausage fest and the pickle fest. Yes. And 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 if you want, go go look him up on go look up Stray Dog on Facebook if you want to see how to catch a pickle. Okay. <laughs> There's a video. And, and, and you know what? I got something from Stray Kitchens. Okay. Yeah, that's that's his new overarching thing. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the, soon to be coming from the Charlie Murphy and Stray Dog is going to be the Stray Dog energy drinks because that's the only way he can keep up with all this. <laughs> that's right. But you can find oh, everything at StrayDogAkron.com. So, other than that, for Kylan and Dawn and Vicky and myself, just remember: no matter where you go, there you are.